Podcast. I am your co-host Pid, and I am Nuveen, and we are the New Wave. <laughs> We're so out of sync. We're the New Wave. The hey, new... hey, Pid, how are you doing? Uh, <laughs> give us, give us an update. What's going on in your life right uh, now? I've been better. Um, well, I just figured out that I've been hacked into my account, my bank account, and I've had people been taking money from me, and I saw an app pop up on my phone out of nowhere, so someone just, and it was called Cyber Ghost. How do you think I felt when I saw that? <laughs> I legit had, I almost had a breakdown. <laughs> How long ago was this breakdown that was going to happen? Like 15 minutes ago. <laughs> it's probably happening now yeah um like you know you never know what might happen along the way so if i'm off today that's why Um, you cannot be off you can't be off no not today not today today is gonna be a good day we're really excited um we have a very very special guest with us today um we do and i'm very excited and uh and and she's like really smart, smarter <laughs> than us. Yeah, and that was the whole point. We were we were like, okay, we need someone. I mean, I think when we started out with this, we were just saying like, look, we are not experts on anything, so that's why we want to get people who know more than us um, on here. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So yes. <laughs> I'm glad that's working out for us, and um, we're very 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 happy and about that so um yeah um i'm sure it's not going to be a surprise because by when us promoting it you'll know who it is but we're gonna act like we're giving you suspense so how did you meet our special guest how did you find out about her oh my god okay so i was on twitter one day it's probably (laughs) i was on twitter (laughs) it all starts on twitter and i see this Kurdish girl tweeting, I'm going to make Kurdistan gay, or I'm going to make Kurdistan gay again, or I don't know, something like that. Mm-hmm. And maybe I'm maybe like butchering it. And I was just like, whoa, I was so excited and happy. And I followed her and I started stalking her on a bunch of different social medias. So I was like, who is this person? Mm-hmm. Um, and then Piv, you know, I like would tag everything, literally everything. Right. <laughs> until until finally she was like okay who is this person why do you keep tagging this who is person? she <laughs> yeah and then and like, um, oh, i just followed i'm like okay i'm gonna follow because uh a lot of the things that i saw were like oh um it was made me feel things you know <laughs> how did it make you feel um Okay, so a couple of days ago, I think it was like yesterday, to be honest. A couple okay, of- hold on, hold on, hold on. Let's, we'll, we'll bring her into the conversation. So um, <laughs> okay. we're talking about Nadine Bidyar. Um, she's um, fellow Kurdish a woman. human rights act. Yeah, Kurdish woman, whatever she wants. To, I, I don't know what she identifies um, as, but whatever she wants. But she is a human rights activist and campaigns for religious and ethnic minorities in the Middle East through humanitar- human- humanitarian work. Um, her main 
areas. I might be butchering this, but I got this off the internet. Um, (laughs) Her main areas of study are um, the Kurdish and Yazdi conflicts in addition to Israeli-Palestinian conflict. Um, Okay, Nadine, hi. Oh, we didn't do the drum roll. (laughs) Oh, wait, wait, wait. Wait. Nadine. Nadine. Well, Let so. me just start. It's such an honor to be on this podcast. That introduction is the best introduction I've ever had. Thank you so much. We're happy. Thank you for for recognizing us little people. <laughs> no, please stop. <laughs> yeah, thanks for agreeing to come on this. On this whatever this is. Whatever. This is a podcast made by Kurdish women and it's something that I hold very dear to me and something that mm-hmm. I will be continuing to promote. So don't come at your podcast like that, bro. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Thank you. <laughs> welcome, uh-huh. welcome, welcome. How are you doing in this strange time, Nadine? Um, I'm trying to keep saying it's actually really hard and annoying. And apparently I just read today that travel won't resume until 2023. So I'm for real about to cry, bro. <laughs> what right (laughs) oh my god um wait hold on hold on but someone was saying something interesting about saying something that i tweeted the other day i want to go back to that what happened okay (laughs) Uh, yeah 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 yeah. so my like aha moment was um you know obviously i like followed you and i you're like my beyonce stop (laughs) stop you i don't deserve this i'm just like yes queen yeah like tweet everything so but the moment that really like struck a chord with me in like a good way um Mm -hmm. this person tweeted if it upsets you it upsets you not a single person walking this earth has the right to tell you you shouldn't be upset over something so realistically any of us scroll through that and we're like yeah that's right everyone's feelings are valid if you're sad that you're missing prom because of coronavirus then you're right you have the right to be angry like um, yeah that's just an example like when i saw that i'm like yeah but then um you have a really good way of disagreeing with things but then also like giving a description not a description but like a reason and it gets Mm. you to thinking so noting retweeted it and retweeted it and said no not at all lol not everyone's feelings are valid some of you are childish and reactionary and you have to learn how to be rational when i read that i literally was like yes. she is the queen um i love you think my mind was like wait 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 this put a whole new perspective in my eyes and mm. i'm like i agree with you a hundred percent and yeah. it's one of those things that i wouldn't have thought about until you said it so mm-hmm. yeah i'm so glad to know that that inspired that wow yeah. I, I think i'm like my tweets are useless and i'm like tweeting into like a bottomless pit and to know that you like it's like actually struck something with someone that means a lot yeah oh no thank you <laughs> no thank you um yeah that tweet was funny i think i think a lot okay so to begin like a lot of the world that we live in sucks right there's all right mm-hmm. governments like you know like women mm-hmm. suffer under the oppression of like gendered <clears throat> violence and stuff like that so i think a large reaction to that is like well no everyone's opinions matters everyone's feelings matters you're all valid you're all this and it's like yeah but like to an extent mm-hmm. like this whole fe- this whole like notion of like everyone's feelings are valid no they're not because some of you like and not i don't mean like you but i mean yeah. like on the tl when i'm like looking right 
some of you guys get mad about this <laughs> ever or some of like some of us myself included have been indoctrinated to be upset or like to give reactions to specific things that don't even merit or warrant a reaction so that's what like kind of motivated my tweet i guess was to like reassure people that like not to be reactionary i guess i don't know if that makes sense no it makes total sense yeah. like to me especially because you know there's it's like that one um kardashian meme where kim kardashian she like dropped an a diamond earring in the ocean and she started like bawling and then courtney's like people are dying <laughs> dying kim yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then you know then people came out they're like well she has the right if i dropped a diamond earring in the ocean i'd cry too and it's like yeah she has the right to feel that way but then again like there's way worse things and you just kind of like you need to grow up yeah do you think it where does this indoctrination like is it coming from the it's coming from like the west where is this coming from where who so, what are we just so um spoiled are we and we have so much luxury that we um you know like where i wonder where this comes from yeah so indoctrination i think so basically it just means like someone telling like you're you're telling you okay if you raise a child that child's gonna grow up to have opinions but like what opinions is this child going to have? It's not going to be something totally different from the parent. It's going to be something very similar to what the parent mm. tells them or what the environment okay. that they grow up. They're going to be a product of their environment. Mm-hmm. So for like, mm. I guess like in the instance of like coddling people too much, it's I think it's mm-hmm. been a reaction to the alt-right. <laughs> the alt-right is so dismissive of like, you know, the concerns of people of color, of women, marginalized people, black people, and so forth. So I think a reaction to, like, overcompensate that mm-hmm. is, like, this mm. new pseudo-left that's been made. And pseudo-left means, like, not actually leftist, but, like, liberal. Mm. So, like, this idea that, like, everyone's valid and everyone's this and everyone deserves that. And it's, like, yeah, it's nice that you're trying to contrast or, like, juxtapose the, like, alt-right. But that's, you're not doing anything better by, like... I don't know, by like telling is people it, lies. Right. And is it one of those things where, um, like, for example, you know, I don't know how to put this, but like kind of how there's this need of like wanting to feel or like there's like a lot of people, okay, white people, for example, wanting to feel like they can relate to certain struggles by saying like, yeah, well, you know what, you know, um, I'm oppressed too. Yeah, like and, and I'm yeah. it's like this, it's like they want to be oppressed. Well, so here's the thing. I think sensationalized media, whether whether it be music, TV shows, like politics, everything that's like popular right now, like mm-hmm. the most basic people you know are gonna be replications of that because that's all they know. Like mm-hmm. so right now, what's what's sensationalized is that there's genuine people, survivors of genocide, survivors of mass incarceration, survivors of genuine horror oppression that come and share their stories not to be popular not to make an aesthetic out of it not to be cool but because they're literally struggling to survive right and they're looking Mm -hmm, for solidarity mm -hmm. then people pay attention to this because it's genuine you know like substantial issues right so then once that that becomes popular people start to imitate that because they see that that's in so a lot of markets and companies right Mm -hmm. now like Ben and Jerry's or like, I don't know, Nike, whatever. They're all coming out to be like, oh, we're inclusive. We're this, we're that. Like, no, you're not. At the end of the day, you're in a corporation. You're just saying these things because it's popular to be this. And you're wanting to get more money. Mm. Like, think of of Nike. They made like a hijab, right? A sports hijab, athletic wear. Do you think they did that because they care and they want to be inclusive? Like, no. At the end of the day, who's making those hijabs? Like, marginalized little kids in Malaysia and sweatshops making those. 
You get what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like a contradiction and it's really frustrating. <laughs> right. And and do you think that this also we can also apply this to like um, you know, just trying to it's like this overreach of this false empathy or this overreach of um trying or like trying to um reach this like quota or even like within like um institutions, big institutions yeah. and um like in academia where it's like okay our faculty we need to have yes we need to have one um person of color we need someone who's gay we need someone who you know um and then and then that also like I keep on thinking like that if anything that's not inclusive it's only making the people of um color more feel more isolated and question like okay am I here because you're trying to to meet this like quota or am I here because I'm fucking qualified and I deserve to be here? So yeah. there's this really weird, disconnect. fucked up thing. It's a disconnect. There's yeah. definitely a disconnect where it's like, yeah. No, I agree with you entirely. Mm. What that's called. So there's a word for what you're describing. It's called descriptive mm-hmm. representation. It means you put in someone that looks like you into a position of power. Okay, so you, you put someone that looks like you in a position of power in a system that doesn't even go to serve you. So let's look at it like, for instance, like the United States, they put Obama into power. They're like, a black man's going to be president. You know what I mean? Like, that's going to solve racism. That's going to solve mass incarceration. That's going to solve immigration. It's going to It's not. It's not. Good. Yeah, it's just descriptive. So you can't, that's what I tweet about this sometimes. You can't conflate <laughs> descriptive representation and substantial change, right? Mm-hmm. So like, mm-hmm. I'm not going to vote for Hillary Clinton just because she's a woman. I don't give a fuck if she's a woman. What is she going to do to support me? Literally right. nothing. Yeah it's, yeah, it's fake. It's like performative. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Holy like I said, shit. you have a way oh. of just making things make sense. I love you guys. <laughs> Thank you. Like I was like listening. Like I didn't even have. I had nothing to say. I'm just like, wow. Yes, I, I totally <laughs> agree. Awesome. Um, I've never. I haven't thought much in... about it, but yeah. Oh. Yeah, definitely. yeah, right. Definitely, definitely. Um, and it's also really nice to know. It's like one of those things where it's like, oh, I feel this way, and I know this is happening. It's happening in in front of me every day, and yet I just don't have the like. You know, you said there's a word for it, and there's like there is. There's been studies. There's been um, you know, yeah. and and that's always like really reassuring for me. Whereas like even as an artist. Um, um, in America, where I'm like, oh, I'm 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 going through all these weird things in the studio, yeah. and then it's always very helpful to look at artists who are also part of diaspora and who are going through the same thing. It's like, oh, they've been through this too, and they are also making it my job as an artist much easier. Like they've already kind of like paved the way for yeah. me, where I'm like, okay, I can definitely use them as like stepping stones to get to where I want to go. Yeah. Um, where, um, but. Nadine, yeah. I want you to tell us a little bit about yourself. What are you doing? Are you a student? Are you working? What's going on? What do you have going on with you? Other than the whole, you know, we're all on lockdown. <laughs> let's try to, let's try to like, yeah, let's be in our little gund in Bedwadi right Perfect. now. And we're drinking our tea. Perfect. Yeah. Tell us. Yeah. So, okay. So um, I don't, you know, I don't think there's like a comprehensive label I could go by. So right now, like mm. I'm a college student. I'm a senior at Boston College. Um, mm-hmm. studying political science and sociology. Um, and so I went in as pre-med for the sake of like 
letting my mom and my dad let me leave to Boston, but I changed it. <laughs> um, mm. um, so when I was at college, <clears throat> I got into a lot of political theory. You know, sociology is a lot about like understanding how societies work, basically. And that was really fun. Mm-hmm. I really got well versed in, in theories and I could write these amazing essays and I could talk about being Kurdish and, you know, tie my experience into it. But like at the end of the day, were Kurdish people better off? And I was like, mm, not really. So I decided to like kind of not, I wouldn't say master, but like get really, really well versed in theories and how the world works and international affairs. And I figured, okay, so let me take what I've learned and like manifest it practically, manifest into like a reality. What can I do? Um, mm-hmm. So when I was 18, 19, I gathered money on social media and then went and donated supplies and did like empowerment workshops and helped like sell the artwork of artists that were living in refugee camps with Yezidi, yeah, with mm-hmm. uh, Yezidi um, and Kurdish refugees. Um, and what region? So I first went to Berderash camp outside of uh, Holer Erbil, and then I went to mm-hmm. Duhok in Zahwa. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. So I was in, in both. Re- I went to a lot of different camps. Um, but and this was when you were eighteen. How old are you right now? I'm twenty one right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. And so, um, so yeah, I did that. And then throughout college, I also worked as an assistant to Joey L, who's a really great and amazing filmmaker and uh, photographer who was based in Brooklyn. And he did a lot of work uh, helping and covering like the Kurdish guerrillas fighting ISIS and stuff like that. Um, so mm-hmm. I was amazed by him. I wanted to learn more. And um, I was grateful for the opportunity to work for him in New York. So through him, I yeah. got to learn a lot about like photojournalism, not photojournalism, but like photography. And so uh, mm-hmm. while I was at the refugee camps, I didn't want to take photos because I didn't want to like do like refugee porn type thing. Um, but right. these people were like, we want you to take photos of our conditions and we want you to humanize us. So I was like, OK, so we, I took photos. It was really overwhelming. So <laughs> I took photos to mm-hmm. humanize them, and kind of explain what was going on. Um, eventually kept working and um, I got invited by Harvard to display my portraits that I took and to explain what was going on. And this was all in the midst of yeah. Turkey invading Rojava in northern Syria. So with the portraits there, I kind of... This was happening in October, yeah? yeah? yeah. So in 2019. Yeah. So for that November, okay. I was invited to Harvard to speak there, um, which was really nice because I started off as like no one. And I, you know what I mean? Like my dad's a mechanic, mom worked at a bank, like really went from no one to being someone that was recognized and legitimized by Harvard, which is really nice. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so I kind of explained there the conflict that was going on in Syria. And so oh, before that, I was also working with senators trying to explain them the Kurdish issue and several other issues and like complexities that come with the Middle East. Um, so I kind of just do I dabble in a lot of different things. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> and then Senator Warren recognized me. I got to work with Noam Chomsky. Oh my God, I saw that. <laughs> and I was also reading your interview at Chomnansky. Chomnansky? Noam Chomsky, yeah. Um, yeah. Thank you. And, and, and it was so relevant, that interview and, and, and the conversation you guys were having. Holy crap. Yeah, it was. I need a. I need a yeah, no, no, sorry. I was just going to talk about the disconnect between the right or left. It's like, regardless of right or left, mm. Kurds get screwed over by both parties sometimes. So mm-hmm. that's what I want to talk about. Yeah. Wow. I'm just like yeah. fangirling over here. Just like, uh, my, don't mind me. <laughs> <laughs> you guys are so cute. Um, but yeah, I mean, yeah, that's what I did. But like my dream, honestly, is to like be a comedian and just like talk and have fun. Like, I, I got you, girl. Don't really worry. Nice. I'll hook you yeah. up. 
Thank you. Thank you so much. <laughs> we'll, we'll hook you up with the uh, Kurdish. Uh, I'll pave the way. World and comedian screaming. I'll, yeah. I'll yeah, take the hate so you don't get it. You. No, please. Okay, please take care of yourself. Oh. I swear to God, I've been on that ship before too. They like to come at Kurdish women and attack us for merely breathing. So I'm very sorry that you have to endure that oh right now. Oh my God! It turns out I'm on TikTok. I got a cousin of mine in Kurdistan. Was like, hey, Pam, you're on TikTok, and I'm like, hey, well, I always wanted to be a TikTok star. <laughs> Wasn't talented enough for it, but hey, I guess I can be now. <laughs> hey, publicity, yeah. good or bad, is good publicity. Use that to to make you more famous. Oh yeah. Um, yeah, I was telling mm-hmm. friends about that today, and um, that it's a good opportunity. Yeah. Pin, do you, sorry, before you start, do you want to start, like, you want to give our listeners, like, a back, no. like, what the hell happened? So, what I did, yeah. what we did, me and Nuveen have this little thing where we would go on our Instagram lives, and um, mm-hmm. I have these, like, little skits, slash stories, slash scenarios, slash, like, lies, where... I just go into a full-on detailed conversation where I use mm-hmm. a lot of um, relevant details that are true, and then mm-hmm. I use a big lie at the same time, and I just go with it. Like okay. today, I was, and it's so good. Like she, her. Um, go ahead. Today, go ahead. I, I had opened a live, and it was talking about how. I invited the president of France over to my house, and we uh-huh. I made him dolma with Ibrahim Nisk and with Nisk, and like um he came over and sat with my dad at Cha, and it's like it's it's like a like a comedy skit, and it's yeah. very like detailed, and um I think it's very funny, <laughs> and it's usually like you have to listen to it to get it. Um, okay, yeah, yeah, no, but I get it. It's like a skit. Okay, yeah. So we were doing that, you know, just for ourselves and our like followers and then um this one meme page like a very as like um 20 30,000 followers on Instagram and Kurdistan and mm-hmm. they somehow found it while we were live and came in and was recording it and <sighs> they screen recorded it and it was a point like I was talking about Trump and how Trump like asks me for advice <laughs> and how he's really annoying and I have to like block his number all the time because yeah um and like how I showed him how to play Kumkan and it was just it's like this whole ordeal like this whole like skit thing and like a lot of people were watching and it was really funny and then so then yeah it was hilarious day, it's so good it's it's all over everywhere <laughs> perfect and, like multiple, multiple, like so he posted yeah. it on his meme page. Other meme pages recorded it, and they kept on reposting it. Now it's just like uncontrollable. Yeah. Like, um, it's out Jesus. There. Um, and and then there's a and then and then they also wrote in the um on the video they wrote um, Chen is it green? How about Trump? Trump's I'm crying. Friend on I'm the- screaming. <laughs> and then they po- posted a photo of Trump on the video. <laughs> You should have taken that. You, I would have been like, yeah, I'm his best friend. Like, we used to grow up and play marbles together in the street type shit. Like, I would have gone off with that. I mean, I did. I Essentially, the part of my skit was, Good. like, I was the one who made him rich. I'm screaming. Like, I started his career. He would be nothing without me. And right. So, I, you know, I my friends send me, like, hey, you're on this page. And I look at it. And I'm like, huh, that's funny. And I look at the comments. 
comments were horrible. Oh, no. <laughs> it was so bad. Were they just coming at you, like attacking you? Oh yeah, they were talking about my looks, and then people oh, were like, my God, of "She's course. so," which you know is expected. That comes like with everything, but a lot of people were like, "Oh." That comes with fame, Pan. You're famous. I mean, who does she think she is? Like, Trump's not gonna like talk to her. And I'm like, exactly. It's a joke. That's the yeah. point. I'm lying. Bro, that's oh my god. People take things so seriously. That's so ew. I'm so sorry. And then they take it literally. So then yeah. Me and Nubian were like talking back and forth. And then okay, I got I talked to the owner of the page. He deleted it. And then. But it was too late by then. The 15 minutes yeah. it was up, there was like 3,000 shares, uh, over 6,000 views, six <laughs> like 300 comments, and um, like a 3,000 people saved it. And and it just like started coming up page after page after page, and on people's stories, and on TikToks apparently, and it's like everywhere. So I keep talking page after page, like, hey, can you take this down? This is my like my video. It was yeah. recorded without my consent, and you know, most of yeah. them like we're like okay, and then I just got to a point. I'm like, okay, Nubian, well, so do we either keep going with this or like we stop? Like, what do we do? We have this fame. Do we? this fame like we have i would i would make a video and i would be like to everyone who thinks i'm lying i'm not what do i look like i would lie yeah like i know just made like go off on it. <laughs> that's oh. so funny yeah like uh, that happened with that the same day we were recording i was talking about how i went to the um germany's president's son's wedding and like i just kept saying it over and over again and then Someone was like, "No, that's not true because the president of Germany is a woman," and I like, yeah. and I looked at him. I'm like, "So you you mean to tell me that all of this is not valid because of that one lie? As if all of this isn't a lie?" Yeah. <laughs> and then that's funny. People love to. I don't know. I think pe- people are just bit ish, like without word, bro. Yeah. People love to instigate. That's what I've learned about our people. People love to instigate. I'll tweet like. I love dogs. And someone Kurdish will be like, so you hate Kurdish men? Is that what I'm getting here? And I'm like, no, what the fuck are you talking oh, about? You just projected Literally, that No, yourself. sir, people are so, fuck? I swear to God. Okay, the internalized trauma, the years of oppression, all that, it's just boiled with inside it. Like people just are ready to fight. And so you could tweet anything. You could be a harmless bird eating like, I don't know, a seed. And someone will just project all this negativity and hate onto you because they just have some internal work that they need to do. Like. That's the sum of my Twitter interactions. Mm. People take take things so personally. But that's funny as hell. Right. I capitalize off of that clout as much as you can. I'm here to support you. I mean, I kind of did because then, you know, like I went, me and Nubian were just going back and forth. Like, okay, what do we do? Do we like, we try to get the videos down? Do we stop? Do we put our accounts on private? And then I'm like, you know what? Yeah. I'm going to. Because we have, because me and Pin have this mentality. Like, we grew up yeah. in Duke and we know, like, we have. Like, it's a curse and a blessing that we are able and capable, and even it's like to look look at it through both yeah. lenses, where it's like from a Western, from our yeah. American yeah. upbringing um, perspective, it's like, oh, this is fucking hilarious. This is a performance. This is a, you know, this is like a social Commentary. fucking um, yeah, yeah. experiment almost. Right. Yeah, for sure. And then looking at it from like their perspective, it's like, oh, they are not going to take us fucking yeah. seriously. And they think we're just some fucking whores, um, record, you know, making yeah. these videos. But and there's just, and we know that there's this yeah. stigma. There's this stigma that like, even, I think, I think Pale even said it, that some girl like messaged her and said like, dude, I am 
ever since like what high school she's not posted any photos of herself on instagram or anything because because like they have taken her photos and done like some oh yeah so it's like how you know yeah so it's one of those fucked up things but then give into it um, like out of that fear do I saw yeah. okay like there's it's so hard like, I was telling it's yeah there, I'm sorry um there's just uh there's like a couple of really funny Kurdish like Baldini comedians and they have like a large platform like this one guy that I obsessed with Dilshad Chaman I'm gonna keep saying his name until I become his friend I he, I love him um <laughs> he is a really funny his you know has very relatively clean content and he just makes like little skits and uh videos of himself and he's very funny in his own right and he has like over 290,000 uh followers on Instagram and he's really like famous and popular and mm-hmm. he doesn't have like a bad rep in general and then i was thinking okay well w- what's the difference between me and you like my content is the ex- it's clean like I, there's no um like, yeah nothing gr- raunchy nothing bad yeah, yeah. so yeah, you're not cussing. You're Nothing not like sexual, you know yeah. what's his face. So I'm not even... just like, okay, is it because you're a man and I am a woman that um, I'm just deemed everything I say is oh we can't take her seriously because she's a woman and she's putting herself stuff out there, so she must not have any self respect. And today, actually, during a live, so um, I was on live and I was like talking, um, doing my little skits thing, and then this one guy comes in and he start he comments about. Oh, I in Kurdish. He's like, I feel bad for you because you are ruining your future with these videos. Ew. So I. This is the same man that like probably has three kids that are hungry and has like a wife that's neglected and probably cheats like his wife. Like I swear to God. And I just like look at him and I like. Oh, I don't look at him, but I like read the comment and I and I don't like stop my skit at like some point, but I just like you know, I briefly pause and I read the comment and I'm like, to let you know, I have a college degree. Um, I am mm-hmm. a 24 year old woman. I am a teacher mm-hmm. in America. So mm-hmm. my future is set. Like, thanks. I'm good. Um, I'm like, yeah. <laughs> but it's very obvious that you don't have a future. That's why you are thinking the way you are. Exactly. And then I just keep going on. Exactly. That's what it is. Yeah. That's the khushbe. Yeah. That's exactly what you should have done. That's amazing. Yeah. It's, it's, it, the the issue here is that women, regardless of what I do, I could post a selfie and my the only thing that could be showing is my neck and my chin and my face. Regardless, I'm over-sexualized. Mm-hmm. Anything I decide to do. Mm-hmm. I was posting uh, pictures of like my work and I was like, oh, help, please help donate to these um, survivors of ISIS, whatever. Kurdish men would take my photos and like Photoshop me onto like, I don't know, like porn videos or stuff like that and be like, we're going to make you our slave next. Mm-hmm. We're going to do this. It's like regardless of what you pursue, you're gonna be over sexualized. You're gonna be over like it's disgusting, and it's because we, it's because you know what it is. It's we repress sexuality in so many ways. Mm-hmm. Like sex mm-hmm. is so Iba, 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 everything, and I don't want to talk about it too much to get anyone here in trouble. Mm-hmm. But like it, it's repressed so much that like it has to come out. It's projected onto women in different ways, yeah. and it's so unhealthy. It's to any woman mm-hmm. on social media, like it, like yeah. Oh. And especially Kurdish women, though. Kurdish men will go and be like, I love Beyonce, I love Lady Gaga, I love this. But if a Kurdish woman does it, oh my god. Oh yeah, at the same time, at the same time, yeah, it's like the same dudes who are like criticizing Kurdish women for like fucking their photos or whatever. It's like, yeah, but you go and look at the, like, look at their all the photos of Kim Kardashian. Yeah. I said this in a live class with Marlos when I was saying, if I was in, like, a white woman, um, not one Kurdish man, like, guy would have been like, 
oh oh my god no you can't do that like stop doing this whatever like they look at it watch it think it's funny laugh and move on but because i'm kurdish and i'm it's like because i'm one of them they feel like they can control me like no 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 no. you're one of us Mm -hmm. so you can't do that yeah exactly that Um, yeah so nodding i think this is a good opportunity to um kind of go into Mm -hmm. feminism i think me you and pill have like briefly i don't know oh like i think like once we were on um instagram live and you're like we were like what should we talk about you're like feminism (laughs) yeah yeah and so yeah i wonder how this how all of this um fucking experience uh i mean yeah yeah so it just plays into the idea that like even outside kurdish women you know the patriarchy oppression of women looks different everywhere like here in the u.s it looks like Mm -hmm. i get paid less than the guy who works the same job as me Mm -hmm. whereas in kurdistan it looks like my clitoris is going to be cut off because i'm not allowed to experience pleasure type Mm -hmm. of thing so it, mm-hmm. it manifests in different ways. So I just want to preface it with that because there's this, always this idea that like, you're in the United States, you can't argue that you want feminism because look at women in the other places in the world, you know, they're suffering more than you. And it's like, absolutely they are, but that doesn't mean it's still not like sexism when I endure whatever I endure here in the United States. Um, but to, to restrict it to the Kurdish context, it's this notion that has been, you know, it passed down for centuries now that women are inferior and less than men. And when you have uh, a group of people that have been historically degraded and oppressed and told that they're not worthy enough and they're not allowed to enjoy the same freedoms and, and liberties as, the, you know, their male counterpart, you begin internalizing misogyny. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, in order to combat that, you have to offer more attention to the women, you know, offer this whole notion that, like, you know, I'm trying to think of that example where, like, it's like, oh, if, if women are oppressed, so then why don't like, you know, in court, why do women automatically get to keep the kids type of thing? Or women, why don't women enlist in the army type of thing? It's like the roles aren't equal and you can't apply equivalency to the two. And like, mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I think <laughs> like anytime a woman wants to thrive, I think we should support her undoubtedly, regardless of what she wants mm-hmm. to do, whether it be comedy, fashion, art, politics, whatever it may be. And and usually on Twitter discourses, I can't, like, Twitter isn't representative of all reality, but, like, usually on Twitter discourses, when I see a Kurdish woman doing what she wants, like, I hate that, like, another Kurdish girl will comment on it and insult her in hopes of, like, being validated by that guy. You Mm -hmm. know what I mean? Like, the the pick-me's. Yeah, yeah, and Pan made a good comment where she was like, she the, yesterday, she was like, Nuveen, I was going through the comments, and I swear to God, the comments from the girls were the ones that hurt exactly. me the most, yes, you know? Exactly. So, like, I did not, she was like, I didn't care about the guys, like, what the hell exactly. they have to say, but the girls that were putting yeah, her down, there was actually was just, a couple exactly, guys exactly. that were just Ridiculous. like, job, but keep it's, going, keep doing what you're doing, but then every single girl that was commenting, they're like, oh, bitarbieta, oh, chishadma. Aiba, like, why are you doing this? Like, look at what our society has yeah. come to. And, like, it was... What does our society come to? A girl's allowed to record herself on a fucking phone. What's the issue and with I that? I was actually stolen. Yeah. So... Poor <laughs> <laughs> thing had her bank account broken into because of this. Oh, that's the conspiracy. <laughs> okay, sorry, go on, keep going. God, that's so sad. Um, no, no, sorry. But who, um, wait, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you keep going, Nadine. Wait, yeah. me? Okay, sorry. 
this is fun. Um, okay, what was I saying? Oh yeah, no, it's because for years we've been regarded as like someone's property. Mm -hmm. So like, think about like mm -hmm. marriage, like when you get married to a man and a guy comes and asks for you, who does he ask? The parents, like, motherfucker, what about me? What if I don't like mm -hmm. you? <laughs> Like you're like you expecting me to spend the rest of my life with this person, give him kids and give him whatever, so forth, this, that, the third. But the only qualifications and the way you quantify whether or not he's worthy enough is how much of an entity he provides to you, whether that be gold or money or whatever it is. Like how fucked up is that? Like I'm not your property, I'm not your mule. You can trade off my body to other people so you can breed whatever you you know, it's so weird, it's degrading. Mm -hmm. And when women do want to, like, practice their own agency, it's, okay, well, you're a whore, you're a slut, you're this, you're that. And it's, like, me wearing a tank top doesn't mean I'm a whore. And also, like, what does a whore mean? That I'm not a virgin anymore? Like, virginity, virginity is a pseudoscience. It's not actually a real thing. Like, what they mean by virginity is when your hymen breaks. Mm -hmm. And, like, when your hymen breaks, you start bleeding. And that's what you call not being a virgin anymore. But that hymen can break. Right. When you ride a bike, when you ride a horse, when you exercise, that stuff mm -hmm. can tear. Some women are even born without a hymen. So are they just innately mm -hmm. horse? Like what, what this right. whole notion of that. Ooh, exactly. Freak. It's just nonsensical. It doesn't make sense. It's not real. And it was only made to oppress women even further. Mm -hmm. And and you have so many guys. And then, and, and then. Yeah, it, oh, sorry, Pam. I'm so sorry. Um, but yeah, there's definitely this whole thing, even in Duhok, like grow, like grow, growing up there and being in high school there, like these were conversations. I feel like I've briefly had this conversation with Nadine yeah. before too, and Pid obviously knows. But um, like there's definitely there were conversations of girls like, but there's conversations that were happening um about like, oh, I'm scared. What if I don't bleed on my yeah, wedding night? Exactly. You know, and and this whole thing where it's like, okay, but guys don't. Okay, it's clear. Like a guy is if you're not a virgin. A guy has done this to you, therefore, but that, there's like this imbalance happening where there's like girls that are not virgins versus guys, a bunch of these guys who took their virginities are going off and marrying other people where it's like, okay, are you guys not seeing what's happening? There's something off that this, yeah. you know? Um, so, so often. I can't even tell you how many girls I know that have like mm. lived in Kurdistan now that have messaged me and they're like, I've been with this guy for so many years. He asked me to have sex with him. You know, like, we can't do that here. It's premarital. It's forbidden, whatever. She has a sex with him anyway because she's trusted him, and that's been her partner for I don't know how many years mm. now. Anyway, she gives it up. She gives her up her virginity, which is mythical, not real, mm. by the way. She gives it up to him, and he, you know, he's like, ah, to Chun Suki. Like, you're Suki now. You have sex with him. Look how easy you are. Look how easy and manipulative you are. I'm going to break up with you. I'm going to go find oh, a virgin. Nice. Like, <laughs> You enjoyed it. You participated oh in sex with her, and now you're like dismissing her as if she's like God. a piece of meat. It's so gross. Disgusting. It's so gross. Yeah, it is. It is. And the fact that girls, that women and girls, they are actually they they believe it. You know, yeah. they believe it so much that they're even yeah. putting you know other women yeah. down for it. Um, and I think that it also like kind of um, it reminds me of that uh, text I read. It was um. It was talking about, or was it talking about, was it orientation? I think it was, it, it was about orientations. Wait, did Sara Ahmed write about orientations or what, what was it? Queer orientation. But the whole performance. Oh, gender that, that's performance and, Yeah, yeah, gender is a performance. Yeah. Okay. Simon okay, okay, yeah. Gender is a performance. You put it on your, your acting. It's an act. And some people believe this act so they believe it and they perform this act so well that they don't even realize that it's Yeah, yeah, act, like right? this notion of when you're, I mean, this is more trivial, don't get me wrong, there are like better matters to discuss, but let's mm -hmm. start off simple. When when a baby is born, when we find out it's a girl, 
like first of all what is a girl but we'll talk about that later when we find out it's a girl we give her pink clothing what about pink is is girly what is a what is it yeah. pink is a color can't be girly a color is a fucking color it's how light particles mm -hmm. arrange mm -hmm. but we as humans have projected mm -hmm. these different ideas onto different things so that the world around us makes sense when none of it makes sense and we refuse to regard individuals as different individuals right we're as humans we're so obsessed with organizing the world what are you a liberal are you jewish are you this okay if you're jewish it means you're this if you're kurdish it means xyz if you're trans it means this way you know what i mean like mm. why are you so obsessed with understanding mm -hmm. the world in categories when you can just learn and regard each person as a single individual like that's the entire notion mm. behind it so it means gender mm -hmm. isn't real sex is real sex meaning like whether you have sorry for lack of eloquence whether you have a penis or you have a vagina that those are two sexes so yeah. you know humans are born with two sexes and then you have gender which means how each sex should act mm -hmm. which it's not even like that it's on a spectrum okay. some girls are more masculine than other girls some girls are more feminine some guys are more you know mm -hmm. it's on a spectrum not every guy is the yeah. same not every girl is the same mm -hmm. so that's what she means that you perform it you you wake up you have a child you give the child pink you tell the child she needs to wear dresses you tell the child that she needs to be a nurse give her like all these specific gender roles because that's what you were taught but guess what just because your parents mm -hmm. told you that that doesn't make it mean it's real that's what I was talking about, indoctrination. You're right. told that this is right and this is yes. how the world works. Have you stopped for one second to take a step back and think, why do we do the things that the way, like, why do we do these the way that we do? Who said that this is how we do them? Once you start to ask those questions and engage in critical thinking, you then begin to realize so much of the bullshit that we're fed and taught is simply created just to oppress us. Mm -hmm. I'm dead. Y'all are homie. I'm laying. <laughs> That's so validating. On the floor in my closet, just like taking it all in. I love you guys. I'm just like staring mm -hmm. at the door and I'm like mm -hmm. seeing it before mm -hmm. my eyes. <laughs> Nodding, what do you have to say? What do you have to say to guys? Nodding, I'm, oh, yeah. thank you so much. We're just I love at you, your girls. Thank you for offering point. me a space. This oh my God. Um, Nadine, what do you have to say for these guys who, who are like, oh, what are you, a feminist? <laughs> they have this very negative, um, what is it, Perception of feminism. Yeah, the they right have word? a bad perception or, of feminism. Yes. Yeah, so it's this idea that, like, feminism means women need to be more superior to men. Like, that's not what feminism mm -hmm. is. Feminism is, you know. Right. Sorry, go but, ahead. Mm -hmm. Okay, mm -hmm. so I was just going to say, <laughs> feminism is a belief that women need to be empowered to be the same as men. It's all about equality. But how do you get to this equality? When you look at Black people in the United States that are disproportionately affected, mm -hmm. that have undergo laws, you know, like, for instance, the difference between cocaine and crack. Cocaine is a pure substance, right? And it costs $100 mm -hmm. a gram. Uh, crack is cocaine, but it's been cut, meaning like they take half of a gram and they replace it with baking soda so that it's cheaper. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? So crack is basically like oh. the knockoff version that's even worse than, for you than cocaine, and it's cheaper. So black people or like the disproportionate communities use crack, richer white people on Wall Street use cocaine. The fines for cocaine and crack are not the same. The fines for crack are much more expensive mm. than they are for cocaine. Why? Because Targeting uh, crack as a substance means targeting your disproportionate Black and Latino communities. So when you say that you want to empower a Black community, when you say that Black lives matter, that doesn't mean that all lives don't matter. It means that Black lives matter too because they've been pushed on the margin for so many years, mm -hmm. right? And so mm -hmm. same thing with feminism. Yes. You need to empower women more. It's not, you don't give a short person and a tall person the same ladder. 
to look at a view. Mm -hmm. You give the shorter person a taller mm -hmm. ladder and it's not because we're inherently inferior because we're shorter. Does that, do, do these metaphors oh, make yeah. sense? I'm trying to explain. That's what yes, men don't beautiful, understand. Beautiful, yeah, and like, beautiful. you know, there's this phrase like, right. men are trash and men get so triggered by it. Like, men are trash. It's a, it's a phrase, like it's a phrase that's a reaction to decades and centuries of gendered oppression. Women are victims of acid attacks. Women are victims of sex slavery. Yeah. Women are victims of so many things. You know, we're victims of the patriarchy that reinforces this idea that women are constantly the victims and men are the perpetrators, which is why when you have women mm. that are pedophiles and prey on young little boys, everyone cheers on the little boy and doesn't think to lock up that woman in a jail because she's a fucking pedophile and she's a predator. Because again, this notion is reinforced mm. that women are, can never be the perpetrators, mm. they're always the victims. So the patriarchy also disadvantages- Holy Yeah, so it also crap. disadvantages okay. men as well. You know what I mean? So like, try to explain that to them. Yeah, <laughs> wow. <laughs> Think you just did. I used to always tell movies <laughs> oh, okay. the, the kind of f feminism that I agree with, because like there's like different levels of feminism too. Like my kind of what my category I guess would be is like we can build women up without bringing men down. Because at the same time, if the only if my argument is the only way that us women are valuable or are like superior is if I am. But at the same time, I am tearing that man down to make myself look that way. Then I'm just contradicting myself because then I'm just saying, okay, well, this man has to be not like has to be bad in order for me to be equal to or more like are my values, you know? So it's like, okay, that man can still be yeah. a good man or like has like whatever um, way you want to put it. It's like. I don't have to tear him down with, with um until make myself No, no yeah, I am good in yeah. my own right. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. And and you know, you obviously have a lot of people who misunderstand feminism and under the name of feminism go and like do some stupid shit. Think about it not to apply equivalency to mm. this and feminism, but like just for mm -hmm. a simple metaphor, look at Islam. You have people that are gay Muslims, you have people that are modest Muslims and then you have ISIS mm -hmm. who claim to be Muslims, mm -hmm. right? Like you know, mm, you can't mm -hmm. equate to what ISIS does to what, like, a gay Muslim mm. practices every day, right? So feminism at core, when you look at the text, when you look at the fundamentals, the first, second, third wave in the United States, all the waves in the, you know, the world of what global feminism looks like, it's strictly just trying to secure the equality. So you're right, spiting mm. men, doing things that are reactionary, tearing men down is not the way to do it, because at the end of the day, mm. you're trying to achieve equality. But also, don't don't let that don't let instances of women getting so frustrated mm -hmm. where they attack men, you know? That that frustration is is a, a result of, of decades mm -hmm. of internalized trauma, right? So you can't equate mm. that frustration of a woman to like, well, see, you're not doing what feminism tells you to do. Well, at the end of the day, that woman may be a survivor of sex slavery and she's getting frustrated with a man who tells mm -hmm. her that feminism isn't necessary. So you have to take those yeah. experiences into consideration. Yeah. And goes back to saying, going back to what you were saying about individuality. Yeah. You know, yeah, mm -hmm. and also, so bell hooks for like, so I think that was bell hooks was like my introduction okay. to, yeah, and 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 the whole like, okay, this notion of women want to be equal to men, but bell hooks is like, mm. but men are not all equal. Okay. Therefore, we need men to be a part. We need these men that are not equal, um, to be a part of this. 
mm-hmm. movement and this conversation. Can you ex- so can you explain more about what text or what it is that you read where she says that? I'm just trying to pull up notes so I can better understand too. Dude. Yeah. Um was it I think it was in a in one of her like interviews or in one of her videos or documentaries. Uh I really don't She says all men are equal. She said all men yeah, are not I mean, equal. Men are not equal. Therefore, women can't be equal to men. I, I remember you talking I'm probably about butchering this. it so bad. But so she bell hooked something. <laughs> Let me Okay, okay. So okay, what her intention here is about intersectionality, so intersectional feminism. What she's saying is that men entirely okay. okay what so she's mean? saying what we're talking about right now is mm-hmm. women and men are equal, right? Makes sense. So what Bell Hooks yeah. says is not all men are equal, meaning any society strictly of men, you have white men, you have black men, you have Jewish men, you have Kurdish men. Mm-hmm. A black man is obviously more oppressed than a white man. Why? Mm-hmm. Because of his racial identity. That's what it means. These identities intersect, mm-hmm. meaning black men are not equal in the way that white men are equal. And because of that, the men that are on the margins, and this is in the context of the United States, right? So not globally. So in yes. the United States, black men are not equal to uh, white women. White women had more rights than black men, right? So at that at that point, it's right. not a feminism issue; it's a racial issue. She's meaning you, she means you need to be intersectional. Okay. So black men, Jewish men, men that were on the margins need to be feminists to help us overpower and overtake yes. all these systems, whether it be racial oppression, uh, uh, gender oppression, statelessness oppression, and just tackle yes. all of it at once. Does that make sense? Okay. Yes. It really does. And also, and does that also, like, does she also talk about, use this to also explain that how women are not all equal, how, like, even within feminism? Yeah, how, yeah, like, white feminism. Like, yeah, White absolutely. feminist. And then, yeah. yeah so, like, yeah, Hillary yeah. Clinton okay. is white feminism. Like, yeah. all right, Clinton, you can sit here and you can talk about being a woman and the president of the United States, blah, 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 whatever. Why did you, why did you accept Saudi money that directly goes to oppress mm-hmm. all these various women around the world? You know, mm-hmm. is that feminism? Okay. No, that's white feminism because yeah. it suits her. That yeah. makes yes. so much sense. Wow. <laughs> I don't <know> that. <laughs> Wow. Um, a- April, should be Nodding, is there anything else that like you would like to go? No, about? I think we covered like, a lot. Is there anything that we didn't cover? Yeah, I think it was yeah, amazing. Think about this a lot. was really um, I'm still reeling. Sorry. Yeah. Um, <laughs> like kid, what? <laughs> The thing is, is like, these are all conversations that, you know, I've had with Nuveen separately with other people. We've talked about it before and thought about it. Mm -hmm. And I agree with it, too. But it's like when someone puts it in a certain way, like how Noreen did, like when she just, I don't know, you have a very good like speaking voice. (laughs) Like (laughs) Explained it. Thank you. That's my intention as like what I do. That's why I can't find a label. I try to take these. Like I've been privileged with the ability to understand like a lot of these complex topics, whatever that they provide you with in academia and like elitism and shit like that. Mm-hmm. But that you're makes not you're making it. Yeah, accessible. that's that's exactly you're what's the point of me ex- having harboring all uh-huh. this knowledge if I can't make it put it in like a, a language mm-hmm. that like people understand. Like this whole elitism behind I exactly. hate it. I want to deconstruct that so that everyone can have access exactly. to these like concepts. Yeah. Thank yeah. you. This is great. And uh, yeah, like a couple weeks ago, I like messaged um, nodding on Twitter and I was like, oh my God, academia is kicking <laughs> my butt yeah, right same. now. I feel like 
I feel like I can't communicate my feelings. I can't articulate yeah. what I mean. And they're, they wrap all this like conversation up in these big, you know, all their jargon yeah. and shit. And it's so hard. And, and, you know, and you've definitely been very, very generous with your, with your knowledge and your notes. And even now, I feel like, like a new person. I really, really appreciate what you're doing. <laughs> right? Yes, like, this shit I helps you like, transcend, bro. Like, I have the phone on my chest. And it my really does. Like, ground, and I'm like staring up at the ceiling, and I'm like, wow. <laughs> I love you, girl. Like I said, you're my Beyonce. You could literally tell me to like oh. jump off the roof, and I'd be like, well, I love no, you. I said so, so I guess. <laughs> <laughs> you guys are insane. Yo, that's that's, that's enough. <laughs> that's how you are uh, good. Oh, yeah, that's, that's authoritarianism. That's. A- Thank you so like, much. And I mean that, that means the world to me. To be a cult leader, essentially, you have to be like you have to have a special skill. Yes. Yeah. You got to be convincing. You got to be charming <laughs> to rally all these people. Yes. But that's a, really quickly before this even ends. Thanks for bringing that up. That's that's the issue behind authoritarianism. That's called worshiping one person and not a movement. So right now, everyone in the U.S. is so disappointed because Bernie dropped out. It's not about Bernie. It's yes. about the movement. It's about his policies, right? Or like people, okay. you know, yes. Kurdish guerrillas always putting up photos of Apo. It's like, he's our prison leader. I get it. But at the same time, you can't make the movement all about him. It's it's larger. It's not just one individual. No one's godlike. We're all equal. Girl. Right? I'm snapping my fingers okay. right now. Watch. And that's not, that's not for anyone listening. That's not politically charged. Like same thing with Barzani. Same thing with any leader, whoever it may be. You can't yeah, just put his yeah. face and make his face the entire movement, right? It's It's about... All of us. It's about yes. it's about ideas, not not people. Because I think we get so consumed in worshiping. Okay. Anyways, different topic. Okay, that, time, but second, <laughs> that yeah, 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 yeah. That blew my mind. Because like the the like the, the, that's the thing. We all think this, but when the way you say it, I'm like, that is that's what I'm actually thinking. Like you know, no one's really sad that Bernie Sanders, like you said, is not running for president anymore. People are really upset that we're not yeah. going to have someone with his thoughts and his beliefs and his, his ideas not be president. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's you need to carry his thoughts and his beliefs. I mean, like if Joe Biden did, like just decided yeah. to carry on his beliefs and his ideas, people would be like, yeah. Yeah, but Joe Biden's not going to do that because he wants to yeah. maintain the status quo. Yeah. <laughs> just clarifying in case. Yeah. 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 Yeah, yeah. No, no, but I, I know. I get what you mean. I agree. Yes. Uh, there was All right. Well, I think it's time so to excited. wrap it up. had dinner. This. There was. <laughs> yeah, there was no um, snack this break was today. Amazing. Um, oh, but, but before mm-hmm. we go, Nadine, what's your favorite snack? Like snack to eat. It depends on my mood, honestly. I'm like a very different person at different times. It depends. Sometimes it's like apple. Sometimes it's like hot Cheetos. Sometimes it's like my I don't know, snack you know? go to is always coffee. Okay. <laughs> it's okay. I can't answer that. Uh, Sorry. I hope you guys. That's the one question. Uh, yeah, I hope you guys came out a new person. Okay, everyone. Um, <laughs> uh, I. Well, yeah, wait, I'm still we definitely feeling. did. <laughs> Well, um, thank you guys so much. 
not in what do you how can people yeah. how can people see you're what you're up to how can people like reach yeah. out to you if they have any other questions um so i'm good uh so i'm on twitter and instagram a lot my twitter is at n-a-r-i-n and then fuck what is it it's n-a-r-i-n and then i-s-t-a-n narina stan and then my insta is n-a-r three e description yeah, we'll definitely put that in the description. Yeah, follow us, yeah. follow the new and, wave, um, follow Fufu Creations, yeah. follow me and Nuveen <laughs> on our personal, well, not really personal anymore. Um, I actually have a new uh, Instagram <laughs> no. called Sarhotie Pillows. It's an account just for my, they're not lies, they're what hap- happens in my life, and they're my stories, so follow me on that, and Thank you so much, Nadine, for coming here. Love you, too. Thank you so much um, for having me. Love you girls so much. This is great. Love, love you. you. Yes. We will see you on the internet. I, I definitely will. I'm, like, to, already on um, Twitter. Like, you know, <laughs> behind the screen. <laughs> but, yeah. Um, Nubian wants I'm our outro. Thank you. All right. I, um, I, how do we do our you are new and I outro um um <laughs> and I'm wave oh, and yeah. even new way thank you I'm new this is my new okay. <laughs>